0: This Torah class is brought to you by Torahanytime.com. We learn in Parshas Balak how Balak sees Kleio coming closer and closer to his country, and seeing what Kleius was able to do until now, he gets very frightened. So he calls Bilam and he hires Bilam to curse Kalieso. Bilam is more than happy to come, being an enemy of Kleisto himself. And at first, Hashem doesn't want him to go. Then he gets sort of permission to go. And he comes to curse Kala Yisrael. But when he comes to curse Kala Yisrael, every curse that he wanted to say, Hashem made it come out as a bracha. And the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, in Kuf Ha'al Beis, echenom, Rasha, from the brachas of that rasha, referring to Bila, Atal Lama Mahay you can see, what was really in his heart? He wanted to curse Chai that they should not have shoals or yeshivas. Instead, what came out? How good are your tents, Yaakov? He did not want the Shechina to remain with Chai And what comes out instead? Your dwelling places, Yisrael he really didn't want Kleisot to have yeshivas, he really didn't want Kaisel to have shuls, and yet the curse came, that's what he wanted to curse him, and yet a bracha came out instead, we should have shuls, and we should have Batimidrashim. Now, it's interesting, that the end of the Gemara says, Omer of Abba Bar Kahana, Kula Chazul klub. All of Bilam's brachas eventually became Klobom. All his brachas that came out, they had their intended effect and they became curses. Except for chutz mi batik to Except for the bracha, that we should have a lot of shuls and a lot of yeshivas, that always remained a bracha. Why is that? Why did the other ones change and this one didn't? And perhaps the reason is, is that Bilam came with his Kayach HaTefilah. Bilam came, came with the and with that, he was going to use to curse Klai Yisrael. And Hashem said, that's not going to happen. In a shul, in a base medrash, the places where my children, where Klai Yisrael used to communicate with me, would they use their kerech edibar? Your kerech bil- Bilal won't work over there. And with this, we can also understand that the words of Bilal are so great. This is bracha. of matayi v'olechi yaqrib mishkanesach yisrael are so great we actually begin our tefillahs every single day with those words. Ma'tobu lecha But well, why is it that we don't see any of the other brachas that Bilom gave? And with this gemara we see, we understand now. Because all the other brachas ended up being clawless. Later on, the gemara goes to them how each one had their intended effect of a bracha, which was really Bilom's intention. Except for this one. This one, Hashem said, it's not happening. Because that is how special Hashem looks at us, of the way we daven to Hashem, the way we learn, and the way we communicate with Hashem with our Kaya HaTfilah. Which is why it's so important for us to remember that we, when we are enjoying this bracha of our shuls and our yeshivas, to treat them properly, to use them only for davening. Of course you not to speak during davening, but even after davening, a person should not speak Devar M'te'lum, and he should behave properly inside shul. And with this, we can really continue on this brothel that we got from that rasha, that our, our shuls should be matai b'aleche vishkin b'sh yisrael. There's once this fellow who was in the middle of a big business deal. And unfortunately, things were not going well, and he was short on money. In fact, he needed a million and a half dollars to close the deal, and if not, he's going to lose everything that he has. Everything else he tried didn't work. He comes to show middle of the day, he unlocks the door, big base matters, he comes inside, it's empty, of course. He goes to the front of the basematish, he sits down the second of the front row, and he starts pouring out his heart to Hashem. He says, Please, Hashem, help me. I'm stuck. I have no one to rely on but you. I need a million and a half dollars by the end of the week. And he's pouring out his heart to Hashem in tefillah. A few minutes later, the door opens up. And this other yid walks inside, makes his way to the front of the bismedash, and he sits down right in front of this other fellow. And he starts dabbing to Hashem, he says, Hashem, please, my rent is due by the end of the day. If I don't have the money, he's going to throw me out of my apartment. Hashem, please, and he starts dabbing to Hashem. Well, the fellow behind him was a little perturbed. He thought he would have the whole shul to himself. And this guy comes and starts dabbing there. He politely taps him on the shoulder and says, Rebid, is everything okay? He says, no, I've got a big problem. He says, what's the problem? He says, I'm short of my rent money. And I must have it by the end of the day. I'm going to be thrown out of my apartment. So the fellow says, Rebid, how much money do you need? He says, I need $50. I have nowhere to get it from. He says, $50? The guy sticks his hand in his wallet, pulls out $50. He gives it to him. He goes, here you go. The guy takes the money, thanks him, thanks Hashem when he walks out of the shoal. The other fellow says, okay Hashem, now that I have your undivided attention, where were we? And he continues davening for what he needed. And as funny as it sounds, we have to remember that we always have Hashem's full attention. The real question is, does Hashem have our full attention? And if we're going to realize that we start off our davening with Matov Lech the words from Isa Rosh Vilam, the one that always remembered, that always remained if Bracha did not turn into a curse, we have to remember to use it wisely and to treat our shools properly. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com.